Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Julie, and I am here with Sam today. Sam is a firefighter, and he has some amazing angel stories to share with us. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. So let's start out. I know you have a couple. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. I guess it started in um, May of 1983. Um, that's when I lost my little brother. We were on a fishing trip. A storm blew in while we were fishing. And it was me, my dad, brother, and two other uncles. And um, in the middle of the lake, right outside of Dallas, the boat sank. And um, we got separated. I was with one uncle and my brother and my dad and an uncle was, was separated. He passed away about four hours into being in the water. I was in the water for about eight hours myself, and this was 40-something degree waters. My dad made sure. He was, a, he was a state trooper then, so he had badge and all that, and he knocked on doors to get Dallas Fire and Rescue en route. And um, it was eight hours into me being in the water when they found us. When, when I was in the hospital, I knew my brother was gone, but I had to be reassured. I asked my mom, where's, where's Trey at? And she said, he's, he's gone. Well, they said, uh, told me a story that I was telling them that him and another, another guy had walked on the water and reassured that I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And they said I had passed away once and revived me while en route to the hospital. Um, this was on the helicopter because they picked me up by air. So when uh, did that come through to you, like seeing the man walking on water, telling you that you were going to be okay? 
No, that was my brother that told me I was going to be okay. Okay. A few hours earlier while we were still in the boat, I remember this. I remember this to the day. We, <laughs> we were having fried chicken on the boat. And we all had a certain amount of chicken to give. And he told me, he says, no, you eat that chicken. I don't want it. You might need it. And I can still see his face today, just as glowing, as bright as could be. It's like he knew that something was going to happen. And I, to this day, it just still right, right there in my mind. Wow. Wow. And, um, but it, after that, I started having some spiritual uh, things, not issues, but things uh, of knowing. Um, I would know when certain people were going to call. Uh, when people were going to show up at the house, I would I would see that. Um, this went on for a while. I would my I, we lost a lot of people in the three year period then, and my grandparents came to see me in my in my dreams. And it just it that went on for a little while. Then I, as I got older, it started going away. But I still have sense of knowing certain things, but not like I did. Yeah, and. How does that play and tie into you as a firefighter and all of the things that you have seen and experienced with that? Have you had that same knowingness when it comes to the different people that you're going to help? Uh, sometimes, yes. Um, I, I'll know if, if we get certain calls for, you know, if we got somebody that's in respiratory stress or whatnot, I'll know before we get there, they're not there. It's, it's, we're going to be working these people and, and I'll tell them, I said, you, we're going to be, we're going to be here a little while. And it's just one of those things that, yeah that you just know. Yeah. When it comes to your brother, he shows me that he has never left your side and that he's always been around you, but he shows me, have you seen or heard from him when you've been answering some of those calls? Cause I feel like he goes with you on them and he's like right there helping. <laughs> I feel him. I feel him a lot. He, he's always in my mind. He's always mm-hmm. there. I, I see his face all the time. There's been several times I've seen his face, especially when we're on calls and I get that little chatter in my ear. I get chatter in my ear all the time. Yeah. Especially my left ear. It's always constantly chattering. Um, does it sound like, are you hearing something? Are you hearing words? And does it sound like your voice or does it sound like somebody else's voice? No, it's not a voice. It's, um, it's more like whistle, like birds and crickets and outdoor noises. And okay. I, I'll ask other people, I said, do y'all hear that? And they go, no, we don't hear a thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like it's outdoor noises. Yeah, Yeah, I I was just meeting with um, the group this morning that I'm leading through right now in the Angel Reiki School online, teaching them how to develop their gifts. And, you know, as I was teaching them, Spirit brought it through in a different way that I had ever seen it this morning of a light switch. And it's like you can learn how Spirit comes through for you, and then you learn to just flick it on like a light switch that you can just turn it on. And that is one that the, um, the students brought through this morning that they hear, um, 
almost like this buzzing or this noise in the background. And what spirit said is that's our presence. Whereas I feel it as a very high vibrational frequency above my head, that's the light switch turning on for them. And that's their indicator that spirit's right there. Yeah, it's it's real loud right now. Is <laughs> right it? now it is. Yes, it is. Yay. <laughs> All <laughs> those both angels. Ears. Both yeah. ears. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, um, it keeps me up at night sometimes too. So does it? Yeah. You can always ask God to, to kind of turn it down or um, tell them, you know what? I, I really feel like it does happen at night because we're ready for rest and we're in that silent part of our day. But if we make that silence within our week, right, um, where we say, hey, spirit, here every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. or whatever time it's going to be, this is my time for you to communicate with me. Then yeah. they know, okay, I don't have to bring it in every night right before bed. <laughs> um, he's got a window open for me to bring through the messages that we need him to hear. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I try that, but sometimes it just don't happen. I, yeah. I haven't learned to do all that yet. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> You're too busy doing the important stuff. So what your your brother's also showing me right now too is mom is still alive? Yes. Okay. Yes. And sometimes when children come through from the other side, he's just really connecting with her to bring through peace to her heart because he shows me that a part of her felt like it died the day that he passed and I'm not sure it, that it she's did. Ever, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure that she's ever felt whole again, after his passing. Yeah. I've I've got another son and I've got two sons and uh, I've got two two grandkids too. And she's constantly trying to fill that void with, especially with with my grandkids. Yeah. She's constantly trying to fill that void. Now is dad still here? Because um, she show he's showing me that she's so worried about losing him. Like she she's so worried that she thinks about it a lot and she worries about it a lot. It's very heavy in her auric field as just energy that's just there, and she's worried about him passing first and not wanting to go through that same grief that she felt before. He, he's still here with us. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so your, your brother just brings through this message to her of don't think about it, right? Don't spend your quality time worrying or making yourself sick. Just enjoy the beautiful time that you have with dad. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell her. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. She's, she's constantly wanting to try to communicate and yeah. see if she can get something from him all the time. Yeah. From my brother. Yeah. So. And you know what? It's not her, you know, and sometimes when I work with moms who have lost a child, they feel really frustrated because people will say, well, they're sending you signs or, you know, they're showing you their presence. And moms will say, but I just can't feel it. Like I can't feel. And um, they'll come to me and they'll say, Julie, what am I doing wrong? And what spirit shows me is that they're not doing anything wrong. That's not possible for that to happen. And it's not possible for their child 
child to not be with them. They're always there. What's happening is the waves of grief are just really high. We feel waves in our day-to-day life, but they're normal, gentle waves. Waves of grief are like 10, 12-foot waves that come in and just kind of knock us over. And it's that heavier energy being in that that keeps us from really feeling the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I feel with her. Um, Your your brother's brought this through twice, but you've been with the same woman your whole life since you got married and and, um, you've only been married once. Yes. We celebrated our 20th anniversary yesterday. Oh my gosh, he, he's talking about your marriage to her and um, he comes in with that congratulatory like, um, energy, but he's showing me that he made sure that you had that partner in your lifetime, you know, that soulmate connection in this well, lifetime. Well, it, that's, that's a funny story how we met. Oh so, yeah? yeah? Yeah. That's great. We, yeah, she she moved in next door to my parents when they moved to Dallas to work. Wow. And we, so she was the girl next door 20, <laughs> 20 something years ago. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. But was he on the the other side before uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah, he, Cuz he's showing me that he takes responsibility for helping bring her into your life. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you said that you had a couple other stories too, so I didn't know if you wanted to tell those or share those angel stories as well. Yeah, um, where do I begin? I'll, I'll start with my father-in-law because he's he's the biggest one. He was he was alive when when I met him, and we were pretty close. We're both Aries. His birthday was uh, March thirty-first, so we we just celebrated his birthday as well. And um, I was at work that day. I had just got off duty that morning and we had a snowstorm blow in and my son, he was uh, four years old. Yeah. Four years old. And my wife takes him to drop him off with them in the mornings and I would go pick him up. Well, something kept telling me, go pick him up, go pick him up right now. But I kept, I kept stalling and I went by where I volunteered to crank the trucks up, let them run for a minute, get them warmed up. By the time I got that phone call, it was my mother-in-law said that John had passed out. The ambulance was there working on him. And I knew, I just knew. I got, and I, I tore tail across town, got to the house and I walked up to the door by the time they were coming out the door with him. And I could see it in his eyes that he was gone. He was gone. And my mind, sorry, still to this day, thinks if I'd have got there, I probably could have helped. And and it's not that that what they want you to know from the other side is that there wasn't anything that could be done. They're kind of showing me his life plan from the other side and you can see what was written there. And what he's pointing to is the date. And your father-in-law says, this was my time. Yeah. You're so empathic and you're so sensitive to the energy you felt it more than other people would that something was going on, but that doesn't always mean an indication that you could have stopped it in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I know I couldn't have, cause it was, it was a, it was a massive heart attack. His heart yeah. shut down. Yeah. There was nothing anybody could do. Mm-hmm. That still just weighs on my mind to this day. And he visits me. He visits me, visits me in my dreams. Yeah. 
he he came to me about two years ago in my in my dreams and it was so it was so real they we shook hands and he was talking to me telling me that he's happy everything is fine that don't worry about anything everything will be be perfect mm-hmm. and um that he is happy where he's at yeah i woke up and it was it was so real so mm-hmm. real and i i told my wife about it that next day and um her aunt her aunt also gets feelings she had a dream the same night wow. the same night and uh, we shared and it was kind of the same thing he was yeah. telling his telling his sister that he's he's fine yeah he's fine everybody needs to be happy and he's fine wow you know spirit does this thing where i I work with people and i piggyback all of my sessions and my recordings for the podcast into three days a week and um spirit does this thing where they'll have people who have the same experiences all grouped into one day and the two women that i've worked with just before we came on this call had the same thing where people had the same dream. One woman even had the entire family, cousins, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, everybody had the same dream from the person who came over. It's incredible that they're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had another dream with him the other night. Let me see. I went to work Saturday. I went to work Saturday. So it's Friday night. I had a dream and he was in it. And I think it was good because it was getting close to his birthday and it sounded like he was on a phone mm-hmm. on a phone and there was a party in the background and I can hear chatter across the phone and I don't remember all of it, but I remember him asking about Jana and Charlotte. That's his wife and my wife. And I kept hearing somebody named Carol, Carolyn. He kept he kept mentioning somebody's somebody's name like that. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me to understand who it was, but it was like Carol or Carolyn. Okay. And he was happy, and he he kept referring to himself as Sergeant Standerford because that he was a he was a sergeant in the army during the Vietnam era, and um, it's like he was back with a bunch of his old buddies, mm-hmm. and they were celebrating his birthday. Yeah, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Oh, that's so, beautiful. I, I told I told my wife about that, and she, because she, he's been on her mind a lot lately, mm. a lot. Yeah. So that's she. She wants so much to be able to talk to him. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I help her out. Good, good. <laughs> well, tell her she's intuitive too. It's just about tapping in, and when you get messages from the other side. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't hear it as their voice. I hear it as my own internal dialogue. And what Spirit has shown me is that it's through our intuition that they're able to use it like a phone cord communication to get through to us. So even if people um, like your wife might say, I don't hear from this person on the other side. I want to hear from them, but I don't. It's not true. It's not possible because you hear your own internal dialogue every day. And that 
place of the intuition, that whisper of your heart is them coming through. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 did it sounded like his voice, but at the same time it's really muffled. Okay. So yeah. No, that's kind of amazing. Like going across the phone cord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love um, it. Some people do have that gift of being able to hear their voice as they sounded when they were here. I just don't have that gift. Yeah. Can I tell you about how this case started happening again? Yeah, I'd love to hear that. I live in Terrell, Texas is where I live. And we have a little ghost, little ghost tour. And the girl that does the ghost deals, she was having a psychic medium do a little deal. Yeah. And my wife's like, let's go do this. Let's go do this. I was like, no, I don't, I don't really want to. She yeah. said, let's do it. And I agreed to it. So we're sitting in the stadium, the little stadium seating in an old theater, old theater. And the whole time it felt like somebody's pushing on my right shoulder. Just, just push it, push, 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 push. And it's getting uncomfortable. So we go out, we go for, get some water and take a break. And we come back. I sit back in that same exact spot where I was. And there it goes again. It's just like heavy weight just on my shoulder. And at the end of it, the psychic lady, she's like, anybody have questions, whatnot? My wife, she had some questions. And and she finally, she pointed at me. She said, do you got something to ask me? I was like, I wasn't going to ask anything. I said, well. <laughs> What was the deal going on with my shoulder? She goes, oh, that was, uh, I think she said Bob or Billy or something. He's the, he's the ghost that stays in that building. Yeah. And I, she said, I had this bug light up here. It's flashing. I can feel you. I can feel you. <laughs> so, and she said, he saw that. And now he's over here messing with you. Yeah. I was like, well, it was really irritating. <laughs> so, but ever since then, all it, this is when it started opening back up a little bit and I see, I'll see shadows or I'll see feet on the floor when there's nobody there and I'll hear people call my name. There's nobody around. Yeah. Um, certain things of knowing is starting to come back around, but it's, I don't know how to put it all together. Yeah. And I feel like what they're saying too is that you have a lot more too from what you've witnessed all your life of working in the business that you do and just kind of being around people who have passed. So not only are you an open channel and an empath, but you have so much more than just your loved ones on the other side. Because here's the thing. When I work with people in sessions, one of the signs and symbols that they give me is I can see over a person's, it's your right shoulder. I have to see, like when I'm looking at you, it's your right shoulder. There's sometimes hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of orbs of white light. And I asked Spirit early on, you know, what does that mean? And they said that's a symbol for all the people that that soul is here to help in that lifetime. So you're also connecting with all of that energy. Right. Well, that, that psychic, the psychic girl that did that, she said, you've got a lot of people surrounding you. Yeah. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And there's times I can feel it. Yeah. Especially when I'm going in somewhere that I shouldn't be going to. I can feel it. I can feel the warmth, the warmth just surrounding me. Yeah. So. That's incredible. 
You know, I feel like I'm being pushed to ask you about a couple of things because you have firsthand knowledge of it that me, myself, I don't have and other people who are listening don't have either. But I've worked with people who have lost loved ones in so many different ways. Loved ones who have passed in car accidents, loved ones who have passed by suicide of falling off a bridge. There's so many different instances and and ways in which people can pass. But the one consistent thing that they show me is that if there is going to be significant body pain to the person, the soul energy and the consciousness is thrust out of the body so that the soul is not able to feel all of that pain of that passing. And I'm just wondering if you have any instances where you see that that's true too. No, I, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I say that there has been a couple of calls where I've gotten real heavy chest pain mm-hmm. on the way to certain calls. I got, a, I got a friend of mine. He was the fire chief and he was diagnosed with cancer. And um, we were close. Mm-hmm. We were pretty close. And he, he committed suicide because it was, it was inoperable. Mm-hmm. I knew... I knew about an hour before I got the phone call and I was just, my chest was just killing me. I thought mm-hmm. it was heartburn. Mm-hmm. And I got the phone call that he had put a shotgun to his chest uh, and went that way. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't had any contact with him. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like he's embarrassed for what he did, but I know he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. So, cause it was going to be a long, miserable yeah. deal. Yeah. He was showing me that there's some connection of just not wanting to be a burden to other people. Yes. His sister, Okay. his sister, his sister was going to have to do, take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that was, he was, I guess he was relieving her. Yeah. But she still had the burden of taking care of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he had lost his mom about a year prior to that. Okay. So that weighed on him real heavy too. Yeah. I forget if there's another story that you wanted to tell, Sam. Oh, I've got <laughs> I've got several. Oh, um, tear away. <laughs> we we used to live in a house in a little town called Crandall. And that place it was legitimately haunted. We'd only been in this house for about a year. And we it was about 11 o'clock at night. We were asleep. All of a sudden, I got woke up from a dead sleep to a lady just screaming in my ear. Wow. It was so loud that it rang for two days. Could you see her or did you, you heard it? Not, I, couldn't, I could not see her, but I can hear her screaming in my ear. And I woke up, I asked my wife, I said, did you not hear that? She goes, hear what? I said, that lady screaming in my ear. <laughs> she, did, she did not hear it. About, I'm going to say about two or three months later, I, I, I got woke up again. And I could see a, a, a lady in a white, looked like a white nightgown. And she was just standing over the bed, just standing there. And I blinked and she was gone. She was gone, but that house was that house was legitimately haunted. Wow. Um, it caught fire after we moved. 
out of it. My kids, none of them want to stay in one certain area of the bed of the house. The dogs wouldn't go into the other into that side of the house. Wow. Uh, my niece, my niece moved in. She lived in that side of the house that nobody else wanted to go to. And she finally, she goes, why do you keep coming to my bedroom and looking in? I said, that's not me. <laughs> so she saw somebody in that house that wasn't me. Just yeah. kept walking to the bedroom and looking in and walking away. Wow. So we, I got some friends that they do ghost hunts. Mm-hmm. And um, we went and did a ghost hunt on that house. Oh, really? And, and my wife got scratched. She got a scratch all down the all down the side of her back in wow. its stone. I've got pictures of it. We caught orbs, and you can see the faces in the orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys caught some chanting, like Indian burial chanting, mm-hmm. on recording. We went outside and did um, temperature readings, uh-huh. and you can go from my yard to the next door neighbor's yard, and it was a almost a fifteen degree difference. Once you cross, now that's my fascinating. Line. Wow. So, yeah. 15 degree yeah. difference. 15. And I don't know that much about, you know, ghosts. I just, I've only tapped into it a little bit here and there. Um, but it's not like my specialty. It's not yeah. my gift. I, I do believe now more than ever that souls can get trapped between this lifetime and the next. And Spirit just said trapped is not the right word. The right word is um, stuck because they don't want to go to the light. They're not ready. But I have not worked with them in any full capacity whatsoever. Yeah, I I don't do a whole lot of it, mainly because of uh, what I call respect. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to disrespect anybody. Yeah. So I just, I don't do it. Yeah. Um, I did it that one time. Yeah. And that was, that was <laughs> enough for me. So, but um, yeah, we, uh, I got an aunt. She, she passed away. She kept saying she has um, autoimmune disorders and whatnot. Everybody kept telling, oh, she's just, she's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, she wound up passing away one night. And come to find out, she did have some sort of autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. But she is she's visited me a couple times and told me that this is this is all in my dreams. So that seems to be when I hear from people is in my dreams. Yeah, that everything was fine. Everything's fine. All her disorders are gone. She's 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 fine, and I'm glad for that because I I have I have an autoimmune disorder also, rheumatoid arthritis. And it's, sometimes it is, it's painful, Mm -hmm. but I've learned to cope with it and make it better with my food. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking all the medications. Yeah. And that's what she kept saying was she don't want to take the medications. Yeah. So she said that all her life and she, she finally couldn't do it no more. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you, Sam. How old is your youngest? He's 11. Okay. And then is there somebody who's in college? One of the kids or more towards end of high school? No, nope. my, my oldest is 24. 24. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that might be who they're more referring to. Cause uh, your brother's coming in about one of the kids and I asked him to kind of identify that. And what I kept hearing was um, more like college age, college age. Where's he kind of at with his life right now? 
he he he's a he um does communications he works he climbs towers and does communications like that he's got he's got two kids and him and his ex-wife are separated he's with another one now and they've got another one on the way okay so it's definitely him he's coming in at do you see your brother through him sometimes? He, like kind of get a glimmer of maybe his personality or his mannerisms in some way? Because I feel like he comes through your son a bit. I see him in my youngest son. Okay. I see him in my youngest son, especially when I look at photographs. Okay. I see I see photographs and his attitude. His attitude is kind of like the way my, my brother's was. Okay. Just a um, free, free for all. um know that when you see or think of your your brother when you look at your son that he's right there with you I feel like he's really proud of your 24 year old and he's encouraging him in different ways to keep going and to really build up his confidence and his self-esteem and to help him in his career He's really excited about the new baby coming in. And I feel like he's with the baby on the other side, holding the baby. Do you know if it's a boy or girl? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Okay. I don't. My oldest boy, he he has the the knowing uh, as well. Okay. So he feels and sees things too. Mm-hmm. And he sees them quite a bit. Yeah. So he used, to, he used to talk about my brother a lot and he never got to know him. Okay. He used to talk about him a lot. Yeah. Um, my youngest did too. Uh, my youngest has talked to about my brother and his uh, his uh, grandpa, the one that passed away both mm-hmm. when he was Oh, young. that's awesome. He's yeah. starting to get away from doing that though. Yeah. And that's okay. They'll come back to it. They just have to, Beard always says kids have to put it away in order to really understand what life is like here and be able to know both worlds, right? Um, Because if we were living in that other dimensional frequency our whole life, we wouldn't feel what other people feel. And so we have to feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot. My my wife's grandmother. My wife's grandmother, she, she thought that I did not like her. She thought that I did not like her. So, (laughs) but... She came to me in my dreams one night to tell me that Jerome was happy. Jerome was home. That's her. That's her husband. Mm-hmm. He passed away years before she did. Several years before she did. That she's but she's with Jerome and that she's happy. Got the house happy. And I'm trying to remember that. I think she said she she had John at home too. That was my father-in-law. Okay. So yeah. Um, and I told my wife about that as well because. It was, it was that I thought that was funny because she thought that I did not like <laughs> when she was alive. Oh but my I goodness. I, I yes. That's awesome. I love <laughs> that. You know, your brother won't leave it alone. I feel like there's something to do with work and your 24 year old son. And maybe even that your 24 year old has talked with his uncle on the other side about this. And um, he just comes in with this message of it's all good keep going. It's all going to be okay. And he's working it out for him from the other side. So I don't know exactly what that's tied to, but he's just really strong about it and needs you to let him know. Okay. I will. Okay. I will let him know. Cause we don't, we don't talk a lot. Okay. We don't talk a lot. He kind of left and is doing his own thing. 
Yeah. So we don't talk a lot, but I'll, I'll definitely let him know that. Good. Oh, thank you. And I feel like he's going to push you guys back together. You know, sometimes the kids, they have to go away for a little bit and figure things out on their own and then come back. And when they realize they don't know as much as. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's, yeah, he's a, he's a strong headed, strong headed boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thinks he knows it all right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sam, for being on the show. I so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you have a blessed day, okay? You too. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you.
Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere, they're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them, welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, 
God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination your DNA strand. Now the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close and as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. 
for all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves. God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.